Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we will be discussing two shows, uh, Abbott Elementary, which is a network TV show on ABC. Is that right? Now that I'm saying that out loud? I'm 90% sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) And also The Dropout which is streaming on Hulu. But first, we have kind of a lot of TV news. So, Jordan, start us off. Hmm, how do we even choose which is the first one to talk about? Um, it's hard. One of the many exciting promos that dropped this week for their new seasons um, was Hacks. And it's coming back May 12th for season two. I know it feels like we always say it, so I just always feel dumb repeating myself, but wow, so soon. (laughs) Well, I feel like I got in the habit of waiting a million years for new seasons to drop with COVID. Yeah, it's true. And now they're just dropping like flies. Dropping like flies. It's funny to use that phrase in a way that's like positive. Positive. (laughs) Yeah. And like they're giving us stuff as opposed to like we're losing stuff. Yes. Something. Like they're coming to life, not dying. Yeah. There is a new comedy series being worked on by A.D. Bryant based on a book titled Cheeky, which is written by Ariella Elevik. And I just have to read the description from this art, this uh, deadline article because it sounds very funny. It says... <laughs> The series adaptation is refreshingly honest, sometimes obscene collection of first-person stories all about things bodily told by comedians, celebrities, bus drivers, kids, and your grandmother's crankiest friends. Each episode focuses on a theme. Boobs, sex, hair, body hair. I said hair twice. Coming of age. <laughs> and is animated in the same style as the book. And sounds fun. Yeah, it I'm very intrigued. Really fun. And I've never heard of this book, so I need to get with the program on that, too, and maybe read the book. But yeah, it sounds very fun. It seems like the modern-day American Girl doll mm-hmm. book. The Care and Keeping of You. Called? Yes, I was thinking exactly. the exact same thing. They dropped the season two trailer for Z-Way on Showtime. Um, new episodes are going to start coming out on April 29th. And I actually have Showtime again, luckily, because <laughs> I signed up for the bundle of Showtime and Paramount Plus for $10, I think. Maybe a little. Wow. Over. I don't know. Because I needed to watch Drag Race with no commercials. I was using I had a sisters. feeling it was a Drag Race related I had I had to do it. And um, it's totally worth it to have that. So the bundle is, is great. I could not deal with the commercials anymore. It's... <laughs> I'm I'm used to higher treatment than that now, <laughs> which is no commercials. <laughs> and I'm happy because I still didn't really use Showtime to its full potential. And now I can watch all of the new Z-Way episodes. Totally. And the old ones because you never watched the old ones, right? No, I watched a lot of them because a lot of them I feel like were on YouTube. But I, I And she posted so many clips. So I didn't get to sit and watch like a mm. full episode in one sitting. But I got to see, a, like, I feel like most of it. But now, I yeah, I can go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. 
You're like a person who only flies first class on an airplane now. That's exactly but what with I'm like. No commercials. <laughs> and by you, I mean me too. <laughs> I mean, it was just ridiculous. I texted my sister because, I mean, she gets it for like $3 because she's a student. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, I think it's time to upgrade your account. I'll pay you the difference. And she was like, no. <laughs> because like she didn't want to sacrifice the hers right now which i understand and so i was like okay i'll get my own let me know if you need to use it (laughs) which was very honest of her actually but also you have to pay me three dollars to use it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) if you want to (laughs) share so yeah they also hbo max is just dropping trailers and uh made for love season two is streaming on april 28th which again so soon we had no idea like we knew season two was coming but i it just seems faster than anything i've ever watched but i guess we kind of watched this around the same time as hacks so i guess it's not Hmm. that's a good point i feel like they were summer shows right last summer yeah i for some reason made for love it feels like i i watched it yesterday yeah compared to hacks but i don't know so i was shocked that they're already dropping season two and i probably shouldn't be but Ral, that really shocked me but excited i kind of forgot they were even going to do another season because it kind of left off on like a cliffhanger that could also be an ending you know totally another season two promo that got dropped was girls five eva on peacock but I haven't seen a date announcement yet. Uh, like, I bookmarked, uh, I think it's Sarah Bareilles' tweet, and she just said, season two is almost here. So, like, no okay, date well, yet. I bookmarked, <gasps> I bookmarked Busy Phillips' Instagram, and it's May 5th. Oh, why would they not? Hmm. They need to get their Couldn't fit it in talking the, points in right. The character limit, I guess. I guess. But I'm very glad that you know that date and that is also wow so soon <laughs> <laughs> well also interesting that sarah Bareilles left that off because it is perfectly set up for a pun like busy yeah. Phillips ends hers ends hers with see you may five eva hmm what date was busy's post like did sarah uh, not get the memo six days ago that's the same <laughs> busy wins this round i feel like busy is very social media literate not that sarah Bareilles is social media illiterate but busy is like on top of it you know so it kind of makes sense no offense sarah um to continue with the drag race they actually just announced that um they're doing an all-stars it's the seventh all-stars season but this one will be only winners from past seasons which they've never done before i was told if if i were to want to start watching without watching all the seasons i should watch this season that season the new season dropping because it's like only good people but we'll see that's true it's fun to watch kind of chronologically because then there's like since i started with season 13 just because it happened to like kind of be on um there are so many things that I didn't understand the jokes at all. Like, I just kind of was like, oh, that's just like a thing to say. And like, no, no, that's like something that's like a deep lore 
pun and reference to all these other people mm. but i don't think that it's but i still had a great time watching it so i think that's probably true you can literally watch anything at any time mm, still sounds very overwhelming so we'll see yeah um they announced that karamo is going to be uh debuting a new talk show and it, i think it's replacing ellen's talk show once hers goes what? off air like that time slot that's pretty huge then right yes wow yeah that's all i know it'll be filmed in front of a live studio audience that's it dang that's the gig to get yeah they announced that life and beth which we just did an episode on got renewed for another season at hulu which really surprised me because the way the season ended, I assumed it was just a one season thing. So I was pretty surprised by that. Not that I'm anti, just I was very surprised. Yeah, I was too. I wonder where they'll go with it. Yeah. Should be very interesting. Good news for you is that they announced that... Um, they are going to be making Alfie. Um, they're bringing back Alfie in Emily in Paris for season three. I actually, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so funny you say that because I almost tweeted that and was like, great news for your hashtag team Alfie. And then I guess I like forgot or was like, who does anyone care? <laughs> team we Alfie care. is, we're quiet or I mean, we're small, but passionate about our opinion. Well, clearly powerful because you brought him back. Thanks yeah. a lot. I'm excited. What a good love triangle we got going. My last piece of news is that um the after party, the the creators confirmed that there will be returning actors from season 1 in the second season. And apparently, I hadn't heard this, but apparently they announced that Tiffany Haddish is for sure going to be in season 2, which I'm really happy about. Um but like additional characters will pop up from season 1 as well, even though it's going oh, to be a different a different mystery. Okay. Hopefully that means John Early then. I mean, if Tiffany's there, she he was so exactly. he was so funny. And I mean, basically what we said was we'd like to watch those two solving another mystery. And it sounds like that's what we'll get. Yeah. My last piece of news is that and I don't know if we've talked about this, but apparently they're doing a National Treasure series on Disney Plus. And I only was excited about this news because in one of the newer episodes of Atlanta, um, Justin Bartha is in the episode and watching the episode of Atlanta, I was like, who is this guy? He looks so familiar. And I was so annoyed because they didn't have IMDb updated and have him credited. So I had to like watch the credits <laughs> roll and like pause and like rewind to figure out what his freaking name was and look him up on IMDb. And then I hadn't even seen, for some reason I didn't connect the national treasure so then when I saw this post, I was like, oh my gosh, that is how I know him. Like, I, it had taken me so long to figure out how I knew him. So I was grateful uh. for Hollywood Reporter posting that Justin Bartha is reprising his role for the National Treasure series. 
for Disney Plus. <laughs> wow, I really liked that journey. That was amazing. It was a journey. I feel like Justin Bartha, have, I haven't seen that many things he's in, but I also, it's like National Treasure. And I also remember him from Failure to Launch. Remember that movie? Oh. And I always thought he was like so cute. But, like, do I, like, follow him or care about him? Clearly, no. But, like, I feel like he, with those, like, small, like, these roles, he made a really lasting impression. Like, you were like, I know this face. I know this yes. man. It's so funny. Um, I thought that I had knew- known him from The Hangover, which I do. But once I realized that oh, it was yeah. National Treasure, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the main thing I know him from. Yeah. And I never saw The Hangover. I forgot that that's him in it. I can't. Wow, that is. I wonder. I don't know how it would hold up, but I think that was one of. Sorry to mom and dad, but I think that was the first one of the first like rated R movies I saw. I remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I missed it because I I tend to really like movies like that. I mean, you know how much I love Knocked Up. Yeah, like I wonder if you would like it now. And there's like so many jokes throughout life that stem from that movie. Yeah, which I'm feels, sure you know the jokes because yeah. you are good about that. But well, and it feels like I have seen it because like so many things are just were in culture and still are, and all blah blah blah. You know, yeah. I should watch it though, and then see if I like it now because, as totally. we've said, some of our favorite movies we try and show them to people, and they're like, "This was not an enjoyable <laughs> experience." Exactly. I think it would be a fun experience. I'm going to do experiment. that. I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. It seems like one of those ones that's like on Netflix and then got not there. So it's I'll just somewhere. have to, I'll look for it because I should totally okay. do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. <sighs> Report back, please. I definitely will. Okay. Abbott Elementary, like was mentioned, confirmed is an ABC network show. And it was created by Quinta Brunson, and it's very similar to, like, Parks and Rec or The Office, but the environment is in elementary school. And there's that brief synopsis to introduce our top three, and we will get into the actual show in a minute. But for our top three... um. We are choosing our coworkers. So if we worked in an elementary school, who would we want to be our principal? Who should be our mentor? And who would we want to have as a little baby work crush? <laughs> that makes it sound like our crush is one of the students. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're a legal aged, appropriately aged work crush. Yeah, and like... Because in the in this first season, it's like there's clearly, um, like little seeds being planted of potential. Yes, the love sexual interests. tension is there. Yes, but it is in the baby state. It's in its infancy. Is yes, that is the what we the mean. crush is a baby <laughs> as an idea. The person is yes. an adult. <laughs> oh my gosh! Exactly. Um, I'll go first. I said my principal would be Rory Gilmore. I think that she would be a great principal. She would be very responsible, unlike 
the principal of Abbott Elementary, which honestly is one probably my favorite storyline and plotline of the show. Mm-hmm. So, but if I were actually working at an elementary school, I would definitely want a more responsible and disciplined principal. And I think Rory Gilmore would do that while also still being like pretty easy to work with and like could complain to and she would help me find solutions, you know? Wow, that's genius. It's actually like that would have actually been a a career path that made more sense for Rory than journalism, I think. But whatever. Let's tell those Paladinos. <laughs> Paladinos. We have a can you redo for the reboot when you guys do a new reboot? Rory should be Yeah, which to be a we know is coming. Oh, for sure. That is great. And I'm glad you brought up the principle in the show because that's kind of more the direction I went with my <laughs> hypothetical principle. And partly, yeah, because she is hilarious. Um, Janelle James is the name of the actress who plays the principal, who's like the worst principal of all time. But like everything she says is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of worth it. But I picked um, I picked Peter from The Great um, <laughs> because he's ridiculous. But as you get to know him better, you kind of realize that he is like his heart is in the right place, which like mm-hmm. and it kind of felt like when you first start the season, I feel like in the first few episodes, this principal, you're like, is this woman straight up evil? Like, she's so horrible. It's like she's trying to make their school actively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, And then and she's not she's still not really like that redeemable by the end. But you kind of realize like. That she's not, like, necessarily a horrible person, but she is definitely horrible at this job. So I was mm-hmm. just kind of thinking of Peter Along from those lines. The Great. Yes. Yeah. He would be great <laughs> and fun. And, like, yeah, he. it's, like, funny because, like, in The Great, he does have, like, good ideas. They're usually just by masked by a lot of bad ideas. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, that that would be fun. For my mentor, I don't know if it's cheating because they're kind of already a mentor in their role, but I chose Ali from Euphoria. He's just like the most wise and best mentor on TV, I think. Yeah, he is. That's such a good answer. And kind of like everyone always focuses on the on like the teenagers in Euphoria, but like Mm -hmm. he's like kind of an underrated character also totally love him um for my mentor she also kind of plays a mentor role at times in her show i picked rebecca from ted lasso mm, great um, answer. she's like she would just be a great mentor no matter what your job is i feel like like she is powerful female figure and um also a really good friend and also has a lot of tough love, similar to the strong teacher mentors in Abbott Elementary. And mm-hmm. she had those vibes for me, for sure. Totally. Wow, beautiful answer. I'd love to be mentored by Rebecca as well. Yeah. Um, For my work crush, I was thinking of someone who would be cute to me and also cute with the kids. <laughs> The perfect, the perfect man. Yeah, exactly. I chose Amadi from Shrill. 
<gasps> like he's oh. just like so easy to like be a coworker with, but also like very charming and also like cute with kids. Yes. Wow. I love him and that makes me miss Shrill. I know. Which I already, was already kind of thinking with when we were talking about 80 earlier. Yeah. Wow. Mine kind of like the same vibe. I picked um Sam Richardson's character Anique from The After Party cuz isn't he like um Oh, he designs escape rooms. I I had in my head that maybe he works <laughs> in a school, but like no, but like I can see him being same a teacher. Thing. And maybe it's because like a lot of the show takes place in that school for the reunion or something, but he has kind of that teacher vibe and he is like level-headed but also really fun and creative and he gets along well with kids in that show too and i just i find him crushworthy great answer he's very crushworthy all right abbott elementary is 13 episodes long the first season and it's in its first season well the first season just ended how many times am i going to say first season four apparently (laughs) and um yeah it's a network tv show that got just like so much press and like hype i would say in like the middle of the season and it was just pretty shocking because like uh i haven't heard about a network tv show like that since probably like this is us and i feel like that kind of died down pretty quickly um but donald glover has been quoted saying that this is like his favorite show right now and he's like wishes he wrote it which that that was like yeah okay i need to watch this show because like if donald glover is saying this about a network tv show like what is it Mm -hmm. when you told me about that quote i've been thinking about it ever since we started watching the show Mm -hmm. it just it kind of almost that one quote almost makes me appreciate what they're doing in the show even more like it's kind of like they're making it look really easy and it's very um, palatable for literally any person to watch this show. Like I think literally anyone would enjoy it, but it is also like they're doing clever things and they're kind of making big statements and it's like really interesting. And it all, it's like that quote, like I just think about it all the time. Yeah, I agree. And I saw a quote from Quinta Brunson who created it and stars in the show she was saying that she like made this, she wanted this show to be on network TV so that it was like, um, could be watched by everyone. She was like approached by streaming services and stuff. And she didn't want that. She wanted it to be on network TV, which I thought was really fascinating. Yeah. Wow. And she also wrote it based on like her real life as like her mother is a teacher. And I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. Well, and everyone, I mean, you and I know a lot of teachers personally. And mm-hmm. at, my mom, for example, I was like, oh, you've got to watch this show. But I don't know if it'll be like triggering because teaching, being a teacher is so hard right now, <laughs> like harder than mm-hmm. ever. And she just like she loved it. So I feel like that really rang true. And you can tell that Quinta, I didn't know that about her mom being a teacher, but you can tell like she knows actual teachers. Mm-hmm. I think from what the article I read like she was visiting her mom while her mom was at like an open house or like parent teacher conference night and like no one came until the very last second someone came and she was like so mad 
um, that someone was like disrespecting her mom's time like that. And then her mom was like, no, like that's my job. Like, and she was like totally cool with it. And she was like, wow. And that is like one of the episodes is that exact plot, which is really good. But yeah, like every single episode felt like a story that my friends have told me from their experiences teaching. Like they are so spot on and it's just so good. I highly, highly recommend it. It's so fun. The episodes are so short. Yeah, just a really feel good show. And all the performances are amazing. They, yeah, it's one of those types of shows that you know is going to be good because you know the characters immediately from the first episode. Mm-hmm. You know exactly who they are. The relationships are really fun to watch. Each different character interact. It really, it's like you summed it up perfectly when it's like so much like Parks and Rec, and mm-hmm. it's it's just really fun. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do with the next season. And also, it's streaming on Hulu. So although it's on ABC, it is also on Hulu. Yeah. That's great. We both love it. Highly, highly recommend. On to our next show, also streaming on Hulu, The Dropout, which is the TV series that's based on a podcast, which is based on a book, which is based on (laughs) real life. Actually, which is based on a news article, which is based on real life. Wow, yes. (laughs) Uh, But it's where Amanda Seyfried is playing Elizabeth Holmes, a.k.a. Theranos, and how it was made and destroyed. Jordan, how did you feel about the dropout? Well, it had me eating my words yet again about these, like, kind of ripped from the headlines uh, series that just keep coming out and keep getting announced. Because I honestly, I think it can be tracked back to Tiger King, which was a documentary I did not like that had so many shows announced around it. And I was just like, I am so over this. But. The dropout, I think, passed the test of, yes, it's one of those shows, but it brought new things to the table, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really, really good job with a story that we all basically know by now, but mm-hmm. I feel like they actually had, similar to to Pam and Tommy, actually had a point of view and actual things to say, and... The performances were really, really great. And it was also just entertaining to watch because I think it's like we just watched Pam and Tommy. We just watched Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna was not good. Pam and Tommy was very good. And this was like on the Pam and Tommy side where it was also like just really entertaining to watch, which I didn't really expect it to be that entertaining. And it really was. Yeah, I completely agree. I... I listened to the podcast and like ate that up and was very into the story. So I was, I was excited to watch this, but also a little hesitant being like, I'll probably already know everything, but I had either a forgotten a lot of things about it or B, I mean, I think it's a mixture of both. So it's not like a pick one. It's one, it's both, but B, (laughs) 
I also think that they focused on some different things that like the podcast didn't. And so the whole thing was just like very entertaining to watch. And all of the performances were really well done. I mean, I don't, I think everyone on the internet has been talking about Amanda Seyfried in this show, mm-hmm. but she has some iconic uh, scenes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. One of the, like a couple of the things that they focused on that I felt like were different than the podcast were kind of like her initial upbringing. Um, and also there was a really great tie-in with like feminism and how situations like this can kind of destroy any of the movements we've made on like equality, which I thought was really well done. Yes, I 100% agree with that because I think I think it can be tempting with like the dramatizations of these real life stories to show like how many times this girl is knocked down by men like and so the patriarchy drove her to lie and like create this awful business, you know what I mean? And I, and I feel like there it's more complicated than that like yes part of her drive was because she was frustrated with being a woman um in science and looked down on because she's just this little blonde girl but there's so many other women out there that work so hard who don't need to lie and like commit fraud to get what they want like that is not Mm -hmm. and so they made they like stuck with this really important point that look how much harder like yeah she tried to girl boss her way like but she's like elizabeth holmes is cannot really be considered a girl boss and look at all the damage that she's done like they say in this show at the end that like she's done so much damage in silicon valley for women who are trying to get ahead but all these investors and all the the men in power just are like well look what happened with elizabeth holmes like she was a woman and she cheated us all out of our money. And so I was really, really happy that they, like, the scenes where they would get mad at, like, um, Erica Chung, the chemist who was, like, one of the whistleblowers, mm-hmm. when they were like, you're a woman, you're a female chemist, and look what you're doing to Elizabeth. And it's like, she's doing what's right, and now you're turning, you're making feminism a weapon to shut her up. And I just thought that was, like, very powerful because I think that's a common issue I have when these things like sometimes they lean too far into the feminism aspect. I would I would actually consider inventing Anna to have been kind of um, more of a problematic approach to that because like even Anna herself kept being like, oh, it's I'm just a woman and blah, blah, blah. And like they screwed me over. But like it, it's deeper than that because like women can be bad people too. <laughs> um, I also think it's interesting that like, it really should be looked at as men are dumb because think of all the men that were investing this money and not asking questions and pushing and making sure that things were actually being done and worked on instead of just like believing this one woman. Like there was one woman versus maybe hundreds of men so really Mm -hmm. it should be on the men 
in my opinion. Yes. And look how it's been spun because men historically can survive anything and exactly the only person the only group that got canceled out of all this were women in stem basically because of one woman and it's yeah so (laughs) i really really like how they handled that idea because i yeah i hate when people are approaching it like like society made her do this and it's like no I really don't agree with that (laughs) yeah yes I agree the only other thing I want to highlight what that I loved out of this there's a there's a lot to love in this series I think but one thing that I just had to get out is that I loved how like important pop music was to these different setting the scenes and it was amazing I felt like I have a really dramatic note in my notes, but I said pop music is its own character in this. And I really, <laughs> really think that's true. It's a because paid it, actor. <laughs> seriously. Like the songs they chose were iconic. Um, firework is hugely important in the plot. How to Katie love Perry. by Lil Wayne. Yes. Um, Jealous by Nick Jonas. Like it was just like, these songs were so funny and amazing and it's also so genius because that sets you into exactly what year it was happening yeah like I had a hard time remembering because it would tell you what year it was Mm -hmm. a lot of times but like it was the songs that really helped me put things into the timeline and I feel like I also need to then shout out um Elizabeth Merriweather was the executive executive producer who did New Girl and I did not know she was, like, the showrunner on The Dropout. And also Michael Showalter directed a lot of these episodes, who is the creator of Search Party. So when I saw that, I, it totally changed my um, expectations of the show as well. Because I was like, oh, these are people coming from, like, comedy. And you could kind of tell mm-hmm. that the timing of the show was more entertaining than just, like, your run-of-the-mill drama. And I think that having people whose background is in comedy, I think really paid off mm-hmm. I completely agree yeah there were just a lot of really fun performances and cameos of people that we love which also just made it all the better mm-hmm. all right well who's your crush of the week it's another week that's a tough choice because on um the dropout, like you just said, there's so many people in it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of really good people. But I'm going to go with Tyler James Williams from Abbott Elementary, who plays Gregory, who's a substitute at the school. He does such a good job. He's kind of like the... He's like more serious than the rest of the crew, but like he's also really funny. And he's kind of like the fish out of water character at first, like mm-hmm. getting to know how the school works and getting to know these kind of quirky characters and he's so cute and he just does a really good job yeah I love him and his character is just so funny and yeah I'm very excited to see what happens in the next season with him because they really kind of left us on a cliffhanger there with his character so good answer um that would be mine but I'll choose another one just for funsies and say my crush of the week is Nikesh Patel, who is in the series Starstruck, which we have talked about before and highly recommended. 
they released the second season on HBO Max. And I loved it just as much as the first season. I thought it was great. And um, it's six episodes, so it's a very quick watch. So here's your third TV recommendation for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's really cute in it. And the show is great. Yeah, I'm excited to watch season two. I haven't started it yet, but it looks really good. You will like it. All right. Well, we will be taking a break. Spring break? Spring break. We will be back in a couple of weeks and we finally get to have the Ozark conversation. So The Ozark conversation. (laughs) It's like the birds and the bees. but (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ozark. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.